It's the Breaking Barriers Podcast, brought to you by Say Yes Buffalo, the Greater Buffalo Racial Equity Roundtable, and the Community Foundation for Greater Buffalo. Here's your host, Daniel Robertson. I know you're going to dig this. Welcome to the Breaking Barriers Podcast. My name is Daniel Robertson, your host for uh, our show today. I'm sitting here uh, at City Hall, here with a very special guest, Mayor Byron W. Brown of the City of Buffalo. Uh, can't say enough about this uh, wonderful gentleman that we have um, and how blessed our city is to have him as a mayor and all the great work that he's been doing, uh, especially now serving in his fourth term as mayor of the city of Buffalo. Uh, without further ado, I'd like to uh, introduce you, Mayor Mayor Brown, and I'd like to actually open up and have you kind of just give everyone a little bit about your background, how you, how you ended up in Buffalo, what it's been like. Uh, to be the, the mayor of the city of Buffalo because I think a lot of people uh, they always see you on the TV and and hear you speak um, and a lot of people kind of know about your rise starting in, in the Madison district and then going into the Senate and then becoming the mayor uh, but I don't think a, a lot of people have a have the background of, of you, just you as a, as a man and individual well thank you very much Daniel it's good to be on the breaking barriers uh, podcast with you And uh, let me just thank you, Daniel Robinson, for the work that you do with the young people in our community. You are doing a phenomenal job in reaching out to our youth, helping to develop our youth, and making sure that our youth know that there is hope and opportunity in the city of Buffalo. So I thank you as a young man for all you are doing in our community. I grew up in New York City in Hollis, Queens. And uh, at 17 years old, I was fortunate enough to be accepted into Buffalo State College. Uh, Did a couple of uh, programs at Buffalo State, one in political science, one in journalism. Wanted to work in public communication and had the opportunity to do that, working for City Council President George K. Arthur, Chairman of the Erie County Legislature Roger Blackwell, uh, Deputy Speaker of the New York State Assembly, Arthur O. Eve, for Dennis T. Gorski, who was then County Executive as Director of the Division of Equal Employment Opportunity. Then I decided to run for mayor. I was living in a part of the city where I felt that conditions were getting worse, felt like I had enough experience and energy and commitment to try to make a difference. I took that case to the voters, ran for office, eventually was elected Maston District City Council member where I served three terms, then became the first African-American outside of metropolitan New York City to be elected to the New York State Senate, served three terms in the State Senate, and from the State Senate ran for mayor, and now I am in my first fourth term as mayor of the city of Buffalo. I want to thank the voters, I want to thank the residents of this community for the tremendous support that they have always given me in the city of Buffalo. And I remember when I first started out in politics and government, there were so many community mothers and mothers and fathers that adopted me, that encouraged me, that pushed me forward. And that's the kind of welcoming environment, that's the kind of supportive environment that we have to provide for our youth in the city. That was the kind of environment that was provided for me, and I work hard to try to provide that kind of environment, that support, 
uh, that caring, letting our young people know that they love them. I try to do that every single day. Thank you, Mayor Brown. And I think you've been doing an excellent job. Um, one of the reasons we wanted to have you on the podcast was because we know Buffalo became an NBK city back in 2014. So can you talk about what that process was like and why it was so important for Buffalo to really answer pres- at, at that time President Obama's call uh, for action? Well, it was a groundbreaking initiative started by then President Obama to make a difference in the lives of boys and young men of color. He founded My Brother's Keeper and reached out to communities across America to be part of that initiative. And I remember when we got the call in 2014 from the White House, where I and staff from the city of Buffalo were invited to come to the White House and be part of the My Brother's Keeper network. It was very exciting. It was an honor to receive that call from President Obama's White House. And uh, we came to Washington. We met with the president's staff. And we did not have to be sold on the initiative. We signed up right away. And we have been working diligently to make a difference with many partners in the Buffalo community, in the lives of men and boys of color uh, for quite some time particularly since 2014 when we became a MBK, My Brother's Keeper City. And with that, we know there were, as you mentioned, partners at the table and community. And we know that the uh, Community Foundation for Greater Buffalo had a huge uh, influence on Buffalo and the movement behind MBK and Boys of Men of Color, as well as the Greater Buffalo Racial Equity Roundtable. And we know the city of Buffalo kind of has a seat on the roundtable. So can you kind of talk about what your experience has been uh, been like on the roundtable? So the Community Foundation for Greater Buffalo, they have been involved with My Brother's Keeper for a very long time, as long as the city of Buffalo has. They're an important foundation in our community because they provide the funding sources to work on many of the initiatives that are important to us as a community. I can't say enough about the leadership of Clotilde Perez Bodie D. Decker, the president and CEO of the Community Foundation. Uh, she does a great job. She's an amazing leader, and she's been very effective in bringing resources back to our community. One of the initiatives of the Community Foundation that I am very pleased to be a founding member of is the Racial Equity Roundtable. And the Racial Equity Roundtable really works in this community in Buffalo and Erie County to create an environment and an atmosphere of racial equity where we are seeing equal opportunities for all of the residents of our community, where we are working against any form of discrimination in our community, and uh, and where we are making sure uh, through our work, through our planning, through educating ourselves, that racial discrimination is being reduced in our community with the ultimate goal being that there would be no racial discrimination or discrimination of any kind in Buffalo and in Erie County. 
I remember several years ago as a founding member being able to introduce the fact that the Racial Equity Roundtable had been formed and that 31 community leaders had come together to form the Racial Equity Roundtable at one of my State of the City speeches. Uh, that was several years ago now. And the Roundtable meets on a regular basis, on a monthly basis, but there are many different committees of the Roundtable that work and that work takes place on a weekly basis trying to make sure that bias, bigotry, racism is addressed in an intelligent way in our community so that ultimately we can eliminate all of those issues from Buffalo and Erie County. Exactly right. And one of those those committees that formed out of the roundtable was the Boys and Men of Color Coalition, which is charged with the task of improving life outcomes for boys and men of color. And hence MBK and the Boys and Men of Color initiative that is uh, housed through Say Yes. And we know that you've been a huge supporter of Say Yes Buffalo and very instrument, instrumental in uh, supporting Say Yes and getting it, helping getting, getting Say Yes to where it is today. Uh, so we thank you for that for sure. Um, kind of talk about the importance of the MBK work in relation to the city, um, what, the, what the city is doing to kind of help support that work, because we know that it's also in partnership with Say Yes Buffalo and all of our partners kind of at the table, as well as Buffalo Public Schools, because we know Buffalo Public Schools has their MBK initiative, which they have a number of different uh, MBK programs that, they are, that they've launched. The MBK work certainly is, is collaborative. So many different organizations in the community want to thank Say Yes for the leadership that it is providing to the men and boys of color work that we're doing in the city of Buffalo. Uh, the work of Say Yes in not just providing the scholarship opportunities, but the employment opportunities, uh, the training opportunities, the educational opportunities for young people in our community has been an important co cornerstone uh, of that, that work. Uh, certainly the Buffalo Public Schools are a part of that work, the City of Buffalo, uh, as we discussed, the Racial Equity Roundtable, Community Foundation. Some of the things that the city has done to be um, a part of this initiative we have um, my summer reading program uh, that is in its 17th year now. Uh, so we've been at it for a long time. Uh, this past uh, last year, uh, we had over 2,100 participants that actually completed uh, the summer reading program. That was the largest uh, completion ever. Very excited about that. We also have the mayor's summer youth internship and employment program. We're working with the Buffalo Common Council where we are providing the most money in the history of the city of Buffalo to put young people to work in the summertime. And those young people range from ages 14 to 21. And last year we were able to hire um, 1,650 young people through that program alone. So those are a, a couple of things that, that the city does uh, to be part of this important coalition. Uh, just recently, 
we uh, sent a couple of members of the city staff who I know were embedded with uh, members of the Say Yes staff uh, to the Cities United Conference. And Cities United uh, is an organization out of um, uh, Kentucky uh, that is focused on the needs of boys and men of color. And we are one of 40 cities across the country that have been uh, identified by Cities United to be part of that coalition that will provide training resources and financial resources to the work that we're all collectively doing for men and boys of color in, in the Buffalo and Erie County community. And, you know, two of the staffers that, that went to that conference, our chief diversity officer, Crystal Rod Rodriguez, uh, and one of our staffers in communications and public policy, Naeem Jenkins-Nixon. I had a chance to attend the last State of the City Address. I think it was my third time going, but I know it was the fourth one. Um, and you talked about a lot of new initiatives that are going to be taking place in the city of Buffalo. And one of them that I kind of wanted to highlight is the uh, Workforce Training Center that is going to be going up. Uh, can you kind of talk about what the what the goal of that initiative is? So the State Workforce Training Center was a concept that was proposed by Governor Andrew Cuomo. And when it was announced that the governor was going to be bringing a comprehensive workforce training center that would prepare people for jobs in advanced manufacturing, in solar energy, solar installation, and other areas that are coming online now in this community, obviously it piqued my interest. And we um, petitioned the governor, we lobbied the governor, we talked to the governor and his economic development staff about bringing the Workforce Training Center to Buffalo. We presented some of the statistics um, about Buffalo, uh, the level of unemployment, underemployment. Uh, we talked about um, much of the progress that we have made in Buffalo that the governor has been a, a part of. Uh, and we went, really went a, about trying to advocate to bring that center uh, to uh, the Northland Corridor. Um, many years ago when I served as a council member, I looked at all of those industrial buildings, properties, that used to be in that, that were in that area of the city of Buffalo that once employed thousands of people in the community. Many of them had gone out of business and with those properties going out of business had created some decline in the city. Uh, I knew that if the Workforce Training Center could go into that area of the city, not only could it be a huge boost for that area of the city, but it would be a huge boost for Buffalo and the region in general. Uh, the governor agreed. Uh, he made the decision to locate the $44 million State Workforce Training Center in the Northland Corridor. And now uh, my team uh, in the Office of Strategic Planning, the Buffalo Urban Development Corporation, Governor Andrew Cuomo, and the Empire State Development Corporation have been working collectively to make that project transformational for the east side of Buffalo, for the city of Buffalo, and for the region. 
And now what started out as a $44 million investment has grown to over $100 million that's going to be spent in that area of the city of Buffalo. The other thing in our partnership with Governor Cuomo and the state, the state has allowed the city of Buffalo and our economic development corporation, BUDSI, the Buffalo Urban Development Corporation, to manage this project for the state. The project is going very well. Uh, As I indicated, it will have um, advanced manufacturing training. It will have solar technology training. It will have a coding school. Uh, It will have a school for people working in the theater and movie industry as stagehands and set designers. So uh, it will have uh, Buffalo Manufacturing Works located in that area. That's an organization that helped manufacturing companies in our city and region strengthen their businesses and grow their manufacturing businesses. So it is just an amazing investment in this community, and it will transform Buffalo uh, for generations to come. I can't agree with you more about it being an amazing opportunity for Buffalo, but also an amazing opportunity for some of our young men and boys of color. Recently, we had a council meeting with some of our young men, and the conversation was around um, homicides, which kind of ties into the rally that uh, took place over the weekend right here at City Hall, on the steps of City Hall. And I just want you to kind of talk about, uh, with the recent school shootings, one of the young men made the comment that it's... It's important that we rally for shootings that happen in schools, Um, but they also felt that it shouldn't overshadow that sometimes young men feel militarized in their own communities. So I want to ask you as a mayor, what is it that you feel the community, we as a community, can do to not have young people feel that way? You know, Daniel, that's a good question. And that young man that raised that point at the MBK Roundtable raised a very powerful point. We don't want our young people to feel like our community is being militarized. One of the reasons why we focus so heavily on creating employment opportunities for our young people. When our young people can work, when they can earn their own money, when they see what it's like to get up and and go to work, that provides them with a powerful example of what their lives can be like in the future. Another reason why I've been so committed to say yes to, to education, both funding the scholarship portion being a funder, not the funder, but a funder. We would love for you to be the funder. <laughs> Help us get to our fundraising goal a lot quicker. Yeah, <laughs> I know, I know. Uh, and it's a, it's certainly a worthwhile goal. And anybody that's listening, listening, if you can make a contribution to say yes, I encourage you to do that. But, you know, 
One of the reasons why the city is a funder of the scholarship portion, the academic support portion of Say Yes, is we know how critically important it is for our young people to get a good education. And so uh, the work that Say Yes is doing and the encouragement that it's providing for young people to stay in school, go on to college or career, critically important. We also, uh, the city is the primary funder of Peacemakers, an organization that works with young um, uh, men of color, uh, young boys, but works with our young people in general uh, to reduce conflicts uh, between our young people, to uh, reduce violence in our community, and any acts of retaliation in the aftermath of violence in our community. You know, those are just three examples of what, you know, some of the things that we're, we're doing. But I also think more adults in the community can mentor our youth, can spend time with our youth. Um, our church churches, you know, can uh, uh, have mentoring programs. You know, in the summertime, we work with the um, Bible study programs for, for our youth. Uh, so there are just so many things that we can do as a community to reach out to our youth. The final thing, uh, I, and I won't say the final thing, but one other major thing I want to mention, we now have a our former police commissioner that did a great job, Dan Durender, retired. Uh, our new police commissioner, Byron Lockwood, uh, has really focused on further increasing community police relations and really having the department uh, find new and best practice ways to reach out to the community, to build better relationships with the community, and to let the community know that the police department is here for them, that the police department is part of them. And I think the fact that now we've been able to negotiate with our uh, police union that the first seven years of a police officer's career they have to live in the city of Buffalo is a very, very important factor because now all of the new police officers coming on the job, not that the other ones did not have a commitment to the city, but now every new police officer coming on the job in the city of Buffalo has to live in the city of Buffalo. You just touched on a number of different areas that the Breaking Barriers Youth Leadership Council is actually touching upon. So, uh, ironically enough, you bring up community, community policing. We just had Armand Badger, one of the uh, one of the community police officers, was just on our podcast with one of our young men um, at, in response to the conversation that we uh, recently had during the uh, Youth Leadership Council. So, so that was great to see. Also, mentoring. You know, say yes. We've been doing a lot with mentoring. Uh, especially in the, the later years for high school seniors that are making that transition into college and hoping that their mentors will be that, that guidance and support that we know uh, students need in their first year of college to uh, make it through to uh, graduation at the college level. We know the first year tends to be so, so, uh, so difficult. The youth voice piece that we witnessed on Saturday during a rally, I just want to get your take because you were we were there, but you were standing you know, front and center and had a chance to hear as well as everyone else that was there uh, from the uh, young people that spoke. But can you speak to the power of youth voice? Because that is one of the drivers of the Youth Leadership Council. And 
you brought up policing. We actually have two young members that are serving on the police oversight committee, so we're hoping to have impact there. And the the policy that you actually uh, mentioned in regards to those officers having to live in the city of Buffalo for at least those first seven years, our young men are also starting to look at different policies that they want to tackle um, as, as a council. Uh, so can you just talk a little bit about um, why youth voice is so important? Youth voices is powerful because one of the things that we're trying to do to grow as a city is make sure that our youth get a good education, whether it's here or in other parts of the country. Once they get that education, we want them to come back to Buffalo and build their careers and build their lives in, in this community. So youth have to feel like they're a part of the growth of this community to want to, to do that. They have to feel that their voices, their perspectives are being heard. That's, that's critically important. We're also working diligently to bring more jobs online because we know that not every young person is, is necessarily going to want to go on to college or will go right to college after they graduate from high school. So for those young people, we want to make sure that there are good career opportunities from high school into career so that they can be gainfully employed if their intent is not to go right to college or to ever go to college. We want to make sure there there are opportunities. The other thing that I know that the men of uh, men and Boys of Color Coalition is calling for is us to find different ways for that youth voice to be heard. And I know that our commissioner of the Department of Community Services, Otis Barker, has been trying to identify different city boards where we can um, put some of the youth uh, from the uh, Young Men and Boys of Color uh, um, organization uh, onto boards, so they will actually be able to rub shoulders with with adults in the community, older people in the community, uh, people working in different areas in the community who are serving on boards that are making decisions about things that impact their lives and impact the, the community. So you will see um, that happening you know, in the coming weeks and months where we will actually be appointing some of these young men to serve on some of our boards in, in the city of Buffalo. And this movement, um, the March for Our Lives, the young people who have been working to prevent gun violence and to come up with sensible uh, gun law reform grew out of the Parkland shooting at Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School, and those young people got very active. But their activism spread throughout the entire country. So the the event, the March for Our Lives event that we had in the city of Buffalo, I want to thank Say Yes uh, for being there and sending youth Uh, the Men and Boys of of Color Coalition for sending youth, the Buffalo Urban League for sending youth, um, the the Buffalo Public Schools for sending youth, the Police Athletic League for sending youth, uh, Father Bell Community Center for sending youth, and so many different organizations. There were more than 3,000 people 
that showed up for for that march and rally. There were uh, youth from the urban community, from the city of Buffalo, from the suburbs, from the rural communities that all came together with a unified message, enough is enough, we want to stop gun violence now. And while I'm proud to have worked with other organizations, Western New York Peace Center, New Yorkers Against Gun Violence, and many others to help facilitate that rally, uh, it was really the voice of our youth, the young people that powered and drove that rally. And while some of the adults did speak, we heard from our young people first. And the, the messages of young people uh, from the city, from the suburbs, from the rural communities was very, very powerful. And they said that gun violence in all of its forms, you know, whether it's in school, whether it is in the community, movie theater, church, at home, in your neighborhood, it's got to be stopped. It was very powerful to be there and hear from the young people. And I think we heard them loud and, loud and clear, enough is enough, right? Um, and it was powerful to see not only the camaraderie that happened in Buffalo, but just all across the nation on that day with this movement. Um, last question I'm going to ask you, and you triggered it because you talked about a movement. Uh, and MBK is a movement. Boys and Men of Color is a movement. Improving those life outcomes for that, that, uh, for that group is, is a movement. How do we really create that movement here in Buffalo because one of the things that we're starting to see is that people are paying attention to what's going on in Buffalo in regards to boys and men of color. Uh, hence, the opportunity to go down to Louisville, Kentucky with Cities United and present to other cities that are doing similar work and trying to figure out what is it that we're doing in Buffalo that has MBK kind of kind of ahead of the curve in relation to some of the other cities. So the collaborations that we've brought together, very powerful. It's important for us to continue to work together, the many different organizations and individuals that are part of our Boys and Men of Color efforts, our MBK program, that collaboration is essential. Consistency is important. You know, people are working on this on a regular basis. We have to maintain that that consistency, making sure that the youth voice is part of what we're doing, uh, which is uh, what the organization is all about, hearing from our youth, involving our youth, empowering our youth, engaging our, our youth. So I've been very impressed with how our local organization in Buffalo has has been doing that. And then I think ultimately communicating to the community what what we're doing so we can make the community a part of it. You know, you asked me um, before about how to get the community involved, and I think that comes from communication, telling the community what you're doing, how you're doing it, what you're accomplishing, and what you need from them to, to pull them in. You know, we know that this work no one organization, no one individual can do it by themselves. Um, 
And, you know, they say this is an old African proverb. I don't know if that's true <laughs> or not, uh, but it certainly does take a village. We all have to be involved. We all have to be engaged. And that's what uh, in Buffalo uh, the men and, bo- men and Boys of Color Coalition has been doing. All right. Mayor Brown, I cannot thank you enough for the opportunity to sit here and just talk to you about all the great things that have been happening in Buffalo in regards to boys and men of color. I usually take the last word, but seeing as that I'm in your house, um, you get the last word today. So can you just leave our listeners with, uh, our listeners, but especially our boys and men of color with uh, just some encouraging words? There is growing hope and opportunity in the city of Buffalo. I am seeing more collaboration now than I've seen in a long period of time. And when people work together, they can get things done and they can make a difference in the lives of others. All right. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, our show is uh, concluding. I just want to remind you that you can subscribe to the podcast on Google Play, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. And with that, thank you again, Mayor Brown. Always great seeing you. Appreciate all your efforts. And we'll see you next time. Peace.